Craig Chandler Price lived with his parents and younger brother and sister in Warwick, Rhode Island. It was there that between the ages of 13 and 15 that he committed four murders. In the process, Price became America's youngest serial murderer. On 4 September 1989, Marie Bouchard and her daughter, Mary Lou, stopped by the home of their daughter and sister, Joan Heaton, age 39. Heaton lived in the Buttonwoods neighborhood of Warwick, Rhode Island. They had not heard from her over the Labor Day weekend. Heaton and her daughters, Jennifer, age 10, and Melissa, age 8, lived together at their home on Metropolitan Drive in that quiet neighborhood. When the Bouchards, mother and daughter, arrived there, there was no answer to their repeated ringing of the doorbell. They noticed that Joan's car was there, so they looked, then entered the home. What faced them was beyond their expectations, was beyond their nightmares, was indeed to be the source of many future nightmares. They were shocked and stunned by the tableau, by the scene spread before them. The interior of the home was splattered with blood, and there was, quote, a putrid odor, unquote, throughout the home. As they continued walking in the silent home, they came across first the body of Joan, lying under sheets in the hallway. Nearby was the body of Jennifer. Entering the kitchen, they found the body of Melissa on the floor, also dead. Her head smashed in by a nearby kitchen stool. The Bouchards called police, and within minutes, Warwick EMTs and Warwick Police Department detectives were on the scene. All three bodies had been stabbed multiple times with kitchen knives. The condition of their bodies, and ultimately the medical examiner's findings determined that they had been killed approximately three days earlier on or about September 1st of 1989. In July 1987, a single young woman, Rebecca Spencer, a single mother of two, age 27, was found dead in her living room. She too lived with her children in the same neighborhood on the very same street in that Button Woods neighborhood in Warwick. Spencer had been killed by a kitchen knife.
She had been moving to a new home. She had been packing. A friend of hers had helped her pack that day. Her brother and friend had dinner with her, um, a dinner that she had made. Then her brother had gone to work. Her friend stayed with her until approximately midnight that night and then was picked up by her boyfriend and went home. Rebecca Spencer decided to watch some television, so she checked and made sure that all windows and doors were locked and secured, changed into her pajamas, and then settled in the living room of her home and exhausted by her labors, felt fell promptly to sleep she would never awaken warwick police department detectives soon identified the knife and would later connect it with the kitchen knives to be used in the heaton murders as weapons of opportunity as weapons of convenience as the FBI profiler in this particular case would predict the perpetrator of the crime used these weapons of opportunity, these weapons of convenience in each of the four murders. That would be one of several patterns or elements that made up how the perpetrator executed the murders, how he committed the murders in each case. So besides the use of the weapons of opportunity or weapons of convenience, next would be the fact that all victims had been overkilled with each adult stabbed either 57 or 58 times, while each child was stabbed well over 30 times. In fact, one child was stabbed over 60 times. The FBI profiler said that based on what he saw with the Heaton victims, the perpetrator had probably injured himself in the commission of the triple murder. Price Craig Price, who we would learn was the perpetrator of all four murders, was frantic and in a frenzy to complete the murders, resulting in him wounding himself, resulting in Price cutting his hand. On 1 September 1989, Walk police detectives, by chance, saw, stopped, and spoke to a neighborhood teen, Craig Chandler Price, then aged 15. Price lived four doors down from the Heatons. He had lived two doors down from the first victim, Rebecca Spencer. 
Within a week, a search warrant was granted to search Price's home that he shared with his parents and siblings. The warrant was executed by Warwick Police in the early hours of 17 September 1989. And although Mr. and Mrs. Price and the older brother and Craig were directed to stay in the living room while the search took place, and Mr. and Mrs. Price and the older brother were all distraught by this, Craig Price, it was noted, dozed off and fell asleep. The detectives found in a backyard shed a bag containing kitchen knives, bloodied kitchen knives, bloodied rags and towels and clothing, and other objects which would ultimately place Craig Price in the Heaton home. Upon finding this, they returned to the Price home and promptly put Craig to the disbelief of his parents and older brother under arrest, charging him with the murder of Joan, Melissa, and Jennifer Heaton. Price was taken into custody without any um, episode noted. Uh, he went to the Warwick Police Station and his parents met him there. That's where he was processed, fingerprinted, photographed, and then interrogated. And he was interrogated in the presence of his parents. Um, Price was ambivalent as far as what had happened and his role in all of it. But then as he tired, he decided to come clean and admitted having committed the three murders. If that surprised Warwick police detectives, what would happen next would shock them. Price also admitted to having been the perpetrator, the murderer, of Rebecca Spencer two years earlier, a case which Warwick police had called a cold case because they had no leads, they had no evidence. Now they had a confession, and that would be the start of Craig Price's criminal history in the state of Rhode Island. This is more than just a horrific case of serial murder. This is a case that I am familiar with because I met Craig Price. I spoke with Craig Price. In my former capacity as High Sheriff of Providence County I was responsible for the court security of all five of the state's court systems. And there were several hearings and trials that would be held 
over the course of the next several years in Providence County involving Price. The next episode of uh, this podcast is going to continue the story of Craig Chandler Price, who, 33 years after having committed these gruesome murders, remains incarcerated currently in the state of Florida because he was transferred in March of 2004 to Florida on account of having been too violent and too disruptive within the Rhode Island Department of Corrections system. This concludes this episode of this podcast, Law with Mr. Lafayette. Please take a, a moment and subscribe or follow this podcast. Please share this information with family and friends so that they too can join the podcast. Thank you for listening. This podcast is available on several listening platforms of your choice. Thank you again.